0: Where Nobody Knows Your Name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Or is it? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm Troy. I'm back. Back to discuss cheers. I see he's having a little sip of whiskey. It is whiskey. It is whiskey. You guessed well. It's nothing fancy, just the basics, but the sun's out. Treat myself.
1: Tell you what, this is a good episode to have whiskey in, because it's The Godfather Part 3, and I'll tell you what, it's better than the third Godfather film. Yeah, it is much,
0: much better. (laughs) How are you, James? All right. Yeah, not too bad. Warm. Warm. It is Club Tropicana. It is wham. (laughs) It's a
1: bit George Michael. (laughs) It's a bit
0: George Michael. (laughs) But yeah. Good. So, what we are here to talk about? Episode 22? Episode 22
1: of Season 5, as we've said, is The Godfather Part 3. It aired on the 19th of March, 1987. It was directed by James Burroughs, written by Chris Clues and Stuart Kreisman. All right. It's a good one.
0: And on a wham day like this, where better to start than the cold open? The cold open. Oh, I could do with some cold open windows here because it is very warm. But yeah, the cold open, the Bar with Diane, and she has uh, a ticket for performance by the Royal Shakespeare Company or Theatre. Ask Sam if he's changed his mind about going, and he says it's not really his sort of thing. He doesn't like guys jumping around in leotards, stabbing each other.
1: Not into it, Diane. Not
0: into it. No, it's not his bag. Carla then kind of gets the hump and gets frustrated that she has to work another day while the boss's fiance takes yet another day off. But Sam then suggests that Carla can go to the play instead carla's going oh s- s- smells like nepotism in here <laughs> the stench of nepotism she agrees however and says yeah i'll go as long as it means i can get a day off and then she says you get the pork rinds and the beer and then we can make spitwads out of the programs and then as she leaves diane then gives her ticket to, to the old guy that stood at the front door and just says go and follow her it's al old al Cool old Al. Al's always up
1: for a good time. We love Al. As the cold open. Some good food choice in there. Pork
0: rinds, beer, classic Shakespearean dining. It is classic pub snacks. I had some pork rind yesterday with a beer in the sun. It was majestic and delightful.
1: Over in Glasgow in Scotland, there is one bar which did this thing called a Play a pie and a pint. Play a pie and a pint. So you watched the play while, while dining on a pie and drinking.
0: I mean, did you do all that at the same time? Because you can't focus on the play too much if you just got someone grazing on like a, I don't know, steak and ale pie behind you. Got
1: gravy dripping down you.
0: I mean, that's going to be quite a messy affair because they dim the lights as well. So you can't see what you're doing either wake up and you're just just covered in crumbs and gravy and just beer but as long as you enjoy the play i I don't suppose it matters
1: we come into the main episode which not related to shakespeare at all actually but it is related to another classic author puzo mario puzo of godfather fame indeed
0: dr crane comes into the bar and he seems to be in a really happy jovial mood uh they ask him why and he explains it's the anniversary of when him and his girlfriend first met and he goes on to say that he got an expensive item and that when you're trying to show affection old wood shows it best what do i say i was talking about the armoire i never say that i don't even know what an armoire is it's a large chest well, hey, what woman wouldn't want that? <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> Childish banter. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> also, the phrase old wood,
1: where you watch them going,
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a child. <laughs> he says that he wants a set of golf clubs and that he's been leaving loads of hints and clues around the place so that she'll get the idea that's what he wants. He says, You'd have to be an idiot to not know what I want. And what he says, What is it you want? And Dr. Cranes, I haven't decided yet. It doesn't matter. Sit down. (laughs) Come on, Woody. Play the game. Pay attention. So he likes golfing. Wants
1: golf clubs. He's laying down those Chris Clues. That's what he's doing.
0: (laughs) He is. Cliff offers to take him golfing. I think he says he has somewhere that he goes golfing or he has, I can't remember what it was exactly, some sort of retreat or some sort of place that he goes and offers to take him there. Are you a keen golfer, James? Do you like golf? It's like you going, you hail from Scotland. You hail from Scotland. It's You're inundated with golf courses. Do you like golf? Can't move for it. Can't move for golf courses. I step outside my front door and I'm on the ninth
1: hole. Yeah, I've not done a full-size golf course, hmm. but I've been to driving ranges, pitch and put. I've done quite a few of. Now, there's a difference between pitch and put and crazy golf
0: yes. crazy golf they throw in a windmill or a clown face crazy golf they throw anything in that makes it more difficult for you to make the shot like i don't know a tractor pitch and putt is just like regular golf but smaller yeah it's mini golf as opposed to mini crazy golf. You like golf? Well, let's put moving axes in the (laughs) way. Do you like golf? Do you like a bit of spice when you're playing your golf? Well, you've got just the thing for you. Do you like golf, but think it could do with more nonsense? (laughs) Step right in. Yes, I've, I've, I've been to a driving range. I quite enjoyed that. Great golfing film, though, is Caddyshack. Yes, Caddyshack is excellent. As is Happy Gilmore. Send in your golf movie suggestions. Yeah, then Joyce walks into the bar. Uh, Joyce is coach's niece. Before Sam has even turned around to see who it is, he recognises the voice straight away. Diane then introduces herself, but seems put out that Sam hasn't mentioned that he has a fiancé. And she's there because she's starting college. So they sit down. They have a little bit of a catch, a bit of a, a reminisce. And he asks, "How's your dad getting along? And your mother and stuff like that?"
1: They're and- doing all right. They're a typical Pantuso family, though, very similar to Woody in some regards, where their way of thinking about things is abstract and often nonsensical. But there's a method behind the madness.
0: It's a cavalier way of doing things, but there is, as you say, a method to the madness. The pantuso way. The pantuso way. Uh, She has a note for Sam from her dad, and the phone rings and it's for Sam. Uh, He seems to want to hurry and open the letter, but is told instead to answer the phone as it's from the beer distributor. And, And Norm says, where are your priorities? Of course you need to speak to the beer distributor. You're running a business here, Sam. (laughs) what is this amateur hour i find it refreshing how
1: this woman i'd say early 20s comes in Mm. and sam already knew her and it's not
0: a former former lover somebody's had a fling with i did think that as soon as she walked in i thought is this another old flame is this something else oh okay no it's that makes a change
1: yeah because coach was very much like a surrogate father figure to sam so I imagine someone was an older brother in regards to, to Joyce here, or a Godfather, hence the title. Of course The Godfather Part 3, the film came out three years after this episode. So okay. at this point, The Godfather Part Three did not actually exist, because they rightfully went, Well no, the book only covers the first two films. They're not gonna make a sequel now. Godfather the, you know, Godfather Part two came out years ago. Who's gonna, you know, make a sequel to that? three years later.
0: <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Coppola. So yeah, he opens a letter up, or rather he goes to take the phone call first before he opens the letter. And meanwhile, Cliff shows an interest when he realises where Joyce is from and starts to say about jet lag being a detriment to the metabolism, but also causes the lack of hair follicles. And she asks if he's a doctor and Kyla past and says, no, he's a floon. Now I've looked up floon. I don't know what that is. Google Google kept auto-correcting it to flume, and that's not what I wanted to look up. So anyone listening, if if you have an idea of what a floon could be, let us know, because I'm intrigued. Uh, Joyce then asks who Carla is as she makes that comment, and he says, no one knows. Meanwhile, Sam is opening the letter from Joyce's dad, and the letter's saying, Dear Sam, would you mind keeping an eye on my Joyce? Coach always trusted you. She's my little girl, and she's all alone in the big city. If anything ever happened to her... I'd go into the shed and blow my brains up. Phyllis says "Hi. it's a nice letter. So no pressure on Sam whatsoever. No, no pressure. Quite a relaxed man. Quite yeah, chilled out. Diane, however, thinks that the pressure is now on her because Sam doesn't understand how to look after a young girl about to start college in Boston. But Sam says, actually, he he knows that uh, he knows how to, and he understands how young people's minds work, and that young people need to learn to make a few mistakes in order to get ahead in life. Sam's down with the kids, of course he is. Street cred is up here, high, high street cred. He approaches Joyce after speaking to Diane and and saying he understands how the minds of young people work. And as a young man trying to chat up Joyce and Sam tells him to beat it, she says it wasn't necessary. It was okay. But then goes on to say about her not having anywhere to stay at the moment as the plumbing needs fixing in her dorm, the university college residence. And Sam offers for her to stay at his place. It says he has to pick up some juice and some bread before she can come round and die and also reminds him that he needs a door for the bathroom.
1: Yes. I don't know what happened to that bathroom door, but I'm going to say <laughs> Sam kicked it in in a Brando-type rage.
0: <laughs> or maybe he's taken it off for ease of access. I mean, if you live if you live on your own or with a partner, what does it matter? Like, if you're living with strangers, if you're living with, like, roommates, then fine, put a door on it. But not. Like, we haven't got a lock on our bathroom door. That's partly because the lady that lived there before was elderly, and I suppose it was a risk having a lock on there. I don't know. But we haven't replaced it. We don't need one. Saying that, I'm not sure if I'd go to the extent of taking the whole door off. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, after he's reminded about the uh, the bathroom door, uh, Diane then suggests that Joyce can stay at her place instead. And um, uh, Carla asks if she can stay uh, as she wants to cut Diane's hair in her sleep. <laughs> Diane just says if they can find a laser, they can then cut Carla. Oh, daggers, salt everywhere, shade, all of it. Diane then suggests that she can go and see the sights around the city. And Sam agrees and says if that's going to happen though, it needs to be someone trustworthy and someone innocent. And we kind of see them both approach Woody or rather, Diane in her head has Woody in mind. Sam on the other hand is just kind of talking and not really taking anything else in. And they're stood either side of Woody. Someone who's enthusiastic. Someone who's non-threatening.
1: That's good. That's good. Somebody uh, trustworthy, somebody uh, innocent. Right.
0: Well, hey, Sam, you remember that little bird whose wing I mended? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: Do
0: you mind? I'm trying to think here. Woody. <laughs> very sweet and very innocent, and very trustworthy. Diane motions to Sam that she actually means Woody. The penny then drops and says, oh. I've been thinking long and hard about this as he takes Woody's shoulder and guides him over to Joyce and he introduces him and says, Joyce, Woody. And Woody says, oh, it's a coincidence. My first name's Woody. Oh, Woody, you you hapless, hapless soul.
1: (laughs) Nothing bad could ever come of Woody. He's just
0: such a, a wholesome. He's a walking cartoon, isn't he? Yeah, he is. More on that later. <laughs> there is a line in a moment that <laughs> refers directly to that. Uh, we then see a couple of days later, Dr. Crane announces that he's off to play golf. Um, Sam then says that Joyce and Woody are getting on very well together and that they're off for ice cream and roller skating later on. Diane expresses her concern over this, however, and says that she thinks they're spending a lot of time together and that the night before they'd got in at 2 30 or she had got in at 2 30 a.m. and she's worried about what they got up to. Sam says that Woody's like a walking Disney character without the fur. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. However, Diane wants to talk to him. Sam says no, uh, that she doesn't know what she's talking about. And she says, fine, then that's the last you'll hear from me and I'll leave it to you.
1: 2.30am, that's not too bad. That's not too, I mean, I've got in far later. Clubs and things in America, they close at what, two or three?
0: They do, but she's a young girl and it's her first few nights in a a big city, so you can understand Diane's concern.
1: It's not like you and me, Troy, it's like, what time did you get back last night?
0: I don't know, but the sun was out. The sun was out, but it's fine. I still have my dignity intact. (laughs) there's nothing to worry about my shoes missing
1: for my dignities and- <laughs> exactly exactly
0: we then see woody and joyce return to the bar sam asks them what kind of ice cream did they get and he says tutti frutti and sam warns them that that can lead to the hard stuff like double chocolate
1: fun fact about tutti frutti it's also a song from from the 50s it is yeah and it's about how the guy likes <laughs> all the women all of
0: them to- tutti frutti all fruits so <laughs> all fruit. it sounds like sam likes all the women. Yeah, it does. It does. What's your favourite flavour of ice cream? Oh, (laughs) so glad
1: that was the question you were going for. (laughs) 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 I'm
0: very partial to a cookie dough. Oh, yes. Good shout. Good shout. I'd probably say cookie dough gets an honourable mention, but I'd have to say rum and raisin. (laughs) Of course I've said rum and raisin. I'm a tropical kind of guy. (laughs)
1: yes no that is a good one
0: yes sam then asks if woody is treating her okay and she says that he is the sweetest person she has ever met and she's really really happy that sam introduced them and She's very thankful to him for doing so. Sam says, if you're happy, then we're happy, as he motions towards everyone else in the bar, which is very sweet. Woody says, you're going to do a cartwheel when you hear this, though. Like, sweet? How would you like a nice sugary bombshell? <laughs> you thought that tutti Fruity was sweet? Wait for this. You're going to need fillings after you have this news. Fillings after this, bad boy. <laughs> Woody announces to the... The surprise of everyone that him and Joyce are engaged. The bar looks stunned. Say what? Sam is asked if he is okay. Uh, I think it's Norm that asked him if he's okay, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Uh, And the realization kicks in, and sees that he's still pouring an already overflowing pint, and it just keeps going. It's just everywhere. Health and safety would have a field day. The back of that bar is a flood hazard.
1: Health and safety is an option to them.
0: It's an option. It's an absolute death trap. Sam takes them both into his office and wants to talk to them. And Sam asks Woody uh, why he's doing this to them. Woody thought it would make Sam happy, to which he replies it doesn't. Well, it does, but in a sad and disappointing kind of (laughs) way. Uh, Woody says that they've only known each other a few days, but it feels like several.
1: Uh, that's that's the sign of
0: true love. And stupidity. Sam says he was young and got married and it turned out to be a whirlwind disaster. Uh, and says that him and Diane waited five years to get married. And if it was up to him, they'd wait another five. She didn't like that.
1: She gave him the eye and he just went, oh, some. Was...
0: Mm. <laughs> he says they have to get to know each other better to the point where they're sick of each other and there's solid reasons why they shouldn't get married. They ask him what these solid reasons are, and he says that he forbids them from getting married, and Joyce says, well, you're not my father, so you can't forbid me. And So he then forbids Woody, and Woody says, but you're only my boss. And he says, "Well, I'm going to have to forbid someone at something today." And then doesn't he forbid Norm? He forbids Norm from getting up. And he says, "Well, nature calls." And he, Sam says he'll get him away from the bar, like as in he he won't be allowed back at the bar if he doesn't stay on his stool. And so Norm says, "Yeah, okay, fine, I'll sit down."
1: Yeah, Norm's going to have wet shoes by the end of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sam does not want them to get married, though. He even offers to pay them to not get married. Uh, They don't want his money, and so he finally manages to get them into his office to have a stern chat with them, or at least what we think is going to be a stern chat. However, it turns out that he wants to beg them, and he gets down on his hands and knees and begs them not to do it, and he doesn't want to be hurt by them. They eventually agree, and they say, okay, well, we'll wait until we know each other a bit better. As Joyce and Woody then leave and say thanks for stopping them, for making a bad choice, Sam then... Basically, it it comes across that he's not as upset as he was. Sort of struts off, dusts himself up and says, yep, got them. Silver-tongued Sam Malone wins again. Don (laughs) Maloney. Don Maloney. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Crane then returns to show his gift. His gift from his girlfriend. It's a small box for golf clubs, isn't it? It's a small box for golf clubs. What is this? A golf club for ants? It needs to be at least three times bigger. (laughs) it's revealed that it's a tie and he is not a happy man and he stabs the tie repeatedly on the bar <laughs> just says i hate it it's an ordinary ordinary gray tie i wanted golf clubs and norm says well i'm glad you didn't give you a puppy <laughs> <laughs>
1: tie is one of the most difficult things to play golf with.
0: Uh, yeah, it uh, just get in the way.
1: Get in the way of your swing. Also, no rigidity in a tie. You try hitting the ball with that, the most you would
0: do is gently caress it. You could use it to clean a golf ball, maybe, but you, you're not striking one. When... Nope, no chance. <laughs> your score would be well over par. Well over. Diane wants to talk to Sam about kids' names, and he says he doesn't like the name Emil. He says it's something you eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a child's name. We then get Woody and Joyce returning to the bar after they've thought about what Sam said, and they've called off the wedding, and they've decided to instead move in together. He calls them into his office again, and as they enter, instead of going in himself, he says, Diane can handle this one. And she wants to put in her psychology degree to good use and says that she's going to go in there with 26 units of psychology flying into the action. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Okay, Diane, you keep telling yourself that. Diane then says that she's forgetting the reason uh, that Joyce came to Boston and she's reminded it was for college. And she says it was her mum's choice and that she's actually decided she doesn't want to go. You said what, Joyce? Ooh, say what? Diane says she needs to go to college of why she can't get a job. And what will she do with no money when Woody leaves her with a litter of kids? He says, you'll have to sell them to put food on your pathetic table and you'll be left with worn out heels and sagging breasts.
1: <laughs> Woody's a bad influence.
0: No, Woody's wholesome and innocent. Or so they keep telling us.
1: The way that Diane's painting the life is its like some kind of uh, Russian literature. I, I mean,
0: it sounds awful. Joyce agrees, though, to go to college and to live in the dorm and to try some classes and see how she gets on with it whilst continuing to date Woody. So they come to a, a happy medium, a compromise. They leave and then Sam comes in and asks how it went. Sam knows that she begged very much in the same way that he did. You can tell by the creases in her tights or her leggings. He says that he did the same thing. And she said, how are they going to do all this when they have their own children? Never have
1: kids is the solution they come to.
0: Never have kids. And then they kind of awkwardly agree that for a moment. There's
1: only one way to guarantee never having kids. And that's
0: a, a sexless life. Sexless life. They awkwardly agree for a moment.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: And then embrace. But then they
1: go. But sex, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends the episode. It does. A wonderful episode. Of course, we couldn't go this episode without talking about the guest cast. Katie McLean as Joyce Pantuso. She also appeared in St. Elsewhere, Spencer for Hire, As the World Turns, All My Children, The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, among others. Joe Colligan as Jack, who is one of the Barflies. He also appeared in Newhart, The A-Team, Hunter, Trapper John, M.D., Alf, Days of Our Lives, Walker, Texas Ranger, and many
0: others. Also featured in several episodes of Ali McBeal. It also featured in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, and also featured, most importantly, I say most importantly, it's just one of my favourite TV programmes, an episode of The X-Files. And of course we've got Al Rosen as Al.
1: Is that trivia at the door? It sounds like it. Who's that knocking? We've got a few trivia letters. Troy, you have a hefty pile of trivia there.
0: Why do not you start? What brand was the armoire that Dr. Crane purchased for his girlfriend? I think it's Oak. I mean, it's made from Oak,
1: but I don't think that would be the brand name. No. Would you like the answer? I would like the answer.
0: It's Louis Coitou. Q-U-A-T-O-R-Z-E. I could be mispronouncing that, but yes.
1: Cliff is a member at a private golf club, but what was Norm's score? I do not know. He did quite well. Three holes in one and a birdie on the windmill.
0: What colour was the tie that Dr. Crane's girlfriend got for him?
1: I mean, I know it was a specific
0: colour, but I'm going to say blue. The correct answer was grey. My final question: What kind of ice cream did Woody and Joyce get? Tutti fruity, yes, boy. That's last call. Think how special for such a George day as this. Tooty fruity ice cream, <laughs> like a, a, a Coke float, but with Tooty fruity ice cream on top. I'm not sure how that would work, but I'm I'm sticking with it. I think it's plausible. You get you get your fruity cokes, don't you?
1: Cherry Coke. Why not? Well, we're making that happen. That's it. That's what we're gonna do. It's the summer. Live a little. If you're curious, we might have our recipe for our own special ice cream, Troy's Rum and Raisin Recipe, right on our Patreon, if you look at our newsletter. Oh, yes. It'll have lashings of rum, I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, yeah, it'll be ludicrously overrummed. So, yeah, what did you think of the episode? Quite good? Ruddy good. I enjoyed it. We won't show this episode any disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much enjoyed it.
1: Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name cheers podcast come back next time for me and troy to talk about
0: some more cheers goodness do it do it do it